Welcome to Her Schwartz Convo with Ashley Wilson. Hey y'all, welcome back. Crazy to see you again. Happy Thursday. I hope you had a good Thursday this week. I hope you had a good Thursday last week. And yeah, we're back at it again. It's been pretty chill on this home front last week of winter break. So any of y'all who had a winter break or a little time off or a vacation or whatever, I hope you are re-energized to go back and keep it going for the rest of the year. And if you're not and you're going back, then I wish you luck. You know, hope you find, you know, some happy and joyous within whatever you're doing. But We've had a pretty big football weekend this week, you know, between the NFL wildcard, super wildcard weekend, and the national championship. Super wildcard weekend, I'd say it was pretty exciting, except for, you know, the grand finale on Sunday night, but we'll get to that. The Bills and the Colts. Now, I would say that if any of you out there know, you know, Philip Rivers' journey, with the Chargers he had a career of you know being very good but you know when it came down to it they just couldn't quite get the job done and that's literally what happened with the Colts they couldn't get it done they had the opportunity to win the game the refs gave them this very bogus call which they called the ball a catch and that was obviously not a catch and they still could not manage to go down the field and score to win the game But major shout out to the Buffalo Bills and the Bills Mafia and all the players and stuff because that was their first playoff win in like 20 years. So that has to be really good for them. But it's a true shame to, you know, see Phillip Rivers leave the game or suspect it to leave the game because he only signed a one-year contract in Indianapolis. But, you know, to never see him reach what he could have reached and, you know, to kind of give the haters a moment and be like, you know, I can do it. I still got it. All that good stuff. But I am excited to see what they're going to do this weekend. And the Bucks game, I say the Bucks game was kind of like the chill game. Nobody was like very worried that Washington was going to come out there and really upset them. You know, we all kind of predicted how that was going to go down. But I do think that, you know, They put up a good fight. The Washington football team put up a good fight, and they tried their best, but can you really beat Tom Brady and all these pro bowlers when you're in your third-string quarterback and every other place somebody on your O-line, your D-line or something is getting injured? So the odds are stacked against them immensely. But, you know, I give them so much credit for going out there and putting on their best and, you know, getting into the playoffs because – countless other teams did not get to do that so shout out to the Washington football team and I do think they have a very good future they have a lot of talent in their rookie class this year and for the past few years and once they really figure out their quarterback situation I think that you know they really can make a difference in the league I'm not saying you know they're about to be the top contenders that are going to be like getting into the Super Bowl next year but I do think that they have a future And they can be, you know, a divisional, you know, contender, especially in the NFC East because, you know, they don't have a lot of competition out there. As you know, the Eagles just fired their coach this week. So they're back on the market looking for a coach. But 
the Saints and the Bears, who the Saints wins that game, and they're going to be playing the Bucks this weekend. That game was also kind of predictive. We all pretty knew that uh, Drew Brees and friends were going to get the job done versus uh, the no good Bears that just can't quite figure it out yet. And I do have to give credit to Mitch Trubisky. He tried his best. I feel like I'm one of the few people out there that's like a Mitch Trubisky fan because a lot of people, you know, aren't really on the Mitch Trubisky train. But he he did a good job. I mean, he tried his best to what the talent he had. The big play in the first quarter where they could have, you know, scored that touchdown, the player dropped it in the middle of the end zone, and it was – wide open I mean like it's your job to catch balls but hey he tried his best I guess if you were watching that game and happened to tune in to it on Nickelodeon now I think that was the most interesting part about the Saints and the Bears game was that it was on Nickelodeon and for those who didn't watch it every time the players scored a touchdown which was mostly the Saints because they had the most points they were like fake slime cannons that went off and it, it was just a lot. I say I watched it for one quarter and I lost approximately 17 brain cells. And I mean, if you were a kid and you wanted to get in football, I wouldn't necessarily say that watching the Chicago Bears was the game to show your kid to get interested in football. But hey, that's, you know, that's what I think. But it's your kid. Uh, bless their heart if you're a Chicago Bears fan child because that's a very sad road the Saints and the Buccaneers two old heads going at it next week and I really think that that's going to be an interesting game you know everybody is saying that Drew Brees is done that this is his last season and I just think that's pretty interesting because Drew Brees hasn't said that he's finished you know everyone else is kind of making the decisions for him that hey this is it this is your last go around I wish you the best and let Drew Brees go out on a win and he hasn't said anything so I do think that the Buccaneers are going to win this game unfortunately you know I would like to see the Saints give it a shot and make it out there to the NFC championship but I just feel like the Buccaneers are gonna really surprise us all it's gonna be a close game you got two very talented quarterbacks going at it again and for all y'all who are on the internet and see all the jokes about this game being on the History Channel, that is fantastic quality content out there. But the one that, you know, we all did not see coming was the Browns won a playoff game. You know, aside from the fact last week we were all shocked they made it to the playoffs, they actually won a playoff game against the Pittsburgh Steelers, who were at 1.11-0. And that truly feels like a lifetime ago because they went 1-5 since then. And... They didn't just win the game. Like, they didn't win it on a last-second field goal. They won the game basically 30 minutes into the game. The game was over at halftime. If you watched it, the game was definitely over. There was no question about it. And all I have to say about this is if you play a sport, if you don't play a sport, or just anything in general, don't talk trash about somebody before you go see them or before you go play them because that's just going to lead you down a path of just not good things happening. Because Juju Smith-Schuster went on the internet, had an interview, and basically said that the Browns are the Browns. You know, they beat us last week because we didn't we didn't start our players. We rested our starters. But now our starters are going to go out there to rest it, and we're going to give it to them. And that didn't happen, as we all know. 
And at the end of the game, the Browns players were all making fun of Juju and, you know, his TikTok dances and everything. And I personally thought that was hilarious. But rookie wide receiver Chase Claypool is going to go on his TikTok live and say that, um, yeah, the Browns got the best of us, but they're not going to go far. They're going to lose next week. They're going to lose to the Chiefs. And I mean, most of us believe this. Don't get me wrong. I truly do not have any faith in the Browns beating the Kansas City Chiefs. But for this man to go on the internet and say this after he was blown out by the Browns, after another one of your players talked trash about them, it's, it's just not a good look. You know what I mean? I personally say they need to take a step back and teach their young guns to get off the internet. As much as I love and talk about the internet drama that comes between athletes, is at some point you need to check yourself and be like, hey, should I say this on the internet that's going to live there forever? And it'd be different. It was like a video. But this one was on like TikTok live or whatever. So it was live recorded. Once you put it out there, you can't take it back. At least it was a video. You had time to edit it, sit down, look at it, think about it for a second, and then choose not to post it. But he just went right off the top of the dome. So, you know, I guess that's one of the benefits of having a young team is you got all that young energy. But the Pittsburgh Steelers is a definition of, you know, what having a young team really gets you. And I mean, I don't think the Pittsburgh Steelers have an issue with this, but uh, they lost that game. I'm not going to say they lost the game because of, you know, Juju not making catches, but Big Ben did not have the best game. He threw five interceptions, which is not which is not good. Like some of them went off the hands of wide receivers and just kind of fell in the lap into the Browns. But you can't, you know, try to win a Super Bowl and play like that and expect to win. The defense tried their best, and the the defense actually did better in the second half than they did in the first half. Because in the first half, they were just kind of letting the Browns, you know, run all over them. But also, the Browns had the ball at, like, the Steelers' 20-yard line, so what could they really do? You know what I mean? But they really got it together, and I wish the Browns the best. Also, I wish the Steelers the best. But biggest advice for them is let's not talk trash about the people we play two days later you know especially in these times of the internet nothing dies everything lasts forever so be advised and as we're talking about people you know talking trash on the internet the national championship is over congrats to Alabama Crimson Tide Roll Tide you know I had a feeling they were going to win and I was correct but Mr. Sean Wade for um Ohio State had some words to say about Heisman Trophy winner Devontae Smith and that he wanted him, he wanted to play him, and boy, did he get his wish and did that not turn out to be in his favor. He was on Devontae Smith for the first half because, you know, you definitely heard about it by now. He hurt his finger and played one snap in the second half, him, Devontae Smith. John Wade let Devontae Smith have 15 catches and scored three touchdowns on him in 30 minutes. Personally, I would say if I was John Wade, that definitely hurt his draft stock. I mean, did it really? Probably not. But it was it was not his best moment. He's going to hear about it when they go to camp. He's going to hear about it, you know, at the combine. Like, what happened? Why couldn't you guard Devontae Smith? You, It was a mess. But, I mean, Devontae Smith is, you know, an asterisk when it comes to wide receivers. He's the best of the best. He literally started playing the NFL rules to make it interesting because he was like college is a little easy for me 
And, you know, it was so unfortunate to see him go out of the second half like that with the injured finger. But, you know, Bama had better players and more games. But I've seen a lot of talk about Alabama, and I just truly think we need to take a second and talk about Justin Fields because even though, you know, it wasn't his best night out, you know, they were overmatched. They had more talent on Alabama's sideline, of course. But Justin Fields had an amazing career in college because, as I know and most of you know, this man is not coming back to college football next season. And he deserves his rounds of applause. He deserves his flowers because a little background on him. He, you know, started out at Georgia and Kirby Smart had him on special teams. Interesting. And, you know, he felt like that was interesting, too, and he got up and left. And he ended up at Ohio State where he flourished these past two seasons. I mean, you know, he set records at Ohio State. He's done things that, you know, if he was in a different draft class other than, you know, Devontae Smith, Najee Harris, Mac Jones, Kyle Pitts, Kyle Trask, Trevor Lawrence, you know, he would be, you know, the talk of the town. He would be up there in the Heisman Trophy ranks. And, I mean, don't listen to the people on the internet who are saying this hurt his game, this hurt his draft stock. It didn't. We all knew that what Ohio State had to offer and what Alabama was coming with were not the same. But Justin Fields had a great career, and we should give him his flowers because he deserves it. I mean, you transfer schools where you were not seen as to be a quarterback, and you showed, especially in your last game, you know, hey, I'm a quarterback, this is what I do, and I'm ready to go show the NFL that. And I truly believe he's going to have an amazing career in the NFL and he had already had one in college football, and I can't wait to see what is next for Justin Fields. Now, I didn't watch a lot of college basketball this weekend, per se, because I was a little busy watching football, you know. It's the grand finale, but I did see two very interesting things I wanted to share with you guys. First, on the women's side, it was the first ever Division I father-daughter matchup against coaches, when Holy Cross played Army. I know. Who thought about this happening? Not me either. But the daughter was a coach of Holy Cross and the father was a coach of Army. And, you know, the daughter got the better side of her dad. And I just think that's so cool how, you know, they got to be able to play each other. And especially now, you know, in the times of Corona. And, you know, her dad is obviously, you know, coming to the end of her his career and she's coming to the beginning of hers and you know that they finally got the opportunity to play each other I think that's so cool and so amazing to see and who knows we could see more father-daughter matchups in college basketball sooner or later and big shout out to Holy Cross and Army and on the men's side I'd also have to give a major shout out to Texas player Andrew Jones who um three years ago from Saturday was diagnosed and announced you know that he had leukemia and he made the game winning shot against West Virginia which I think is such a good you know not only a feel-good story but an all-around story to you know show that if you come to a tough situation you can overcome it and go back and be better than ever than you were at the sport you were at so big shout out to Andrew Jones for that now we're not gonna spend a long time talking about the NBA this week because they're a hot mess. You know, I feel like they're about five more canceled games or postponed games away from ending up being back in their bubble situation and everyone's going to hate it. But 
we have to talk about Kyrie. I'd be doing us a civil disjustice if we did not talk about what is going on with Kyrie. Quick update for all y'all who didn't know. Mr. Irving, he has missed the past four games with personal reasons, decided to play, but it came out today by great reporter Malika Andrews. Girl, if you're out there listening, come on the pod. We'd love to hear from you. And Kyrie was spotted at a family birthday party without a mask. And going to family birthday parties, I'm pretty sure do not fall in their category of personal reasons of why you can't go do your job. Now, I personally think if one of his personal reasons was I don't want to get COVID is a valid one. But your personal reason, I want to go to like my cousin's birthday party, mm, probably doesn't fit like that. And I do think that the NBA should figure out some way how to give players more times off in the regular season. Now, it's COVID. You can't, you know, be going out and going on trips and stuff. I get that. But give them, like, in most jobs, especially in the NFL, you know, they play on Sunday, Thursday, or Monday, and then they have the other six days of the week, probably more like three days of the week to do whatever they want. They have time off. In the NBA, they they play 70-plus games within, you know, a six-month time frame, and they have no days off in between that except for three days, which is All-Star Weekend. And if you're participating in All-Star Weekend, then you don't need to have those three days. You have more like one day. I think they should do something about that. Fix that in the schedule. You know, give them a mental health day. Give them a break. Because at the end of the day, they're people. You know, all the rest of us out here in the world, we technically don't have to work on Saturday. Even though you might have to do stuff on Saturday, you don't necessarily have to do your job on Saturday. You get time off. You get breaks. And these players don't get that, especially in the NBA. And that just never quite made sense to me. And if they wanted time off, they had to give a reason to. And I mean, in your normal job, you obviously have to give a reason to not come to work on the day you're supposed to go to work. And which leads them to, you know, making these rules where they sit out or they get rest time or personal reasons that they just want to go do stuff. And I mean, I understand it's their job. They signed the contract. This is what they want to do. This is their dream. But We're living in a tough space right now, and you just got to give people a break. And I'm not saying Kyrie had a reason to go to the birthday party without a mask and break team protocol and whatever just because he wanted a break, but somebody should take a look into this. That's all I'm saying. Let's take a look into what is happening and try to prevent this from happening again. That's going to be the end of this week's episode. I hope you enjoyed it. Make sure to like, comment, rate, subscribe, wherever you are listening to your podcast at, and head on over to Instagram and follow at Her Sports Convo Podcast to stay up to date on all things at Her Sports Convo. If you're new here, let me know. Head over to Instagram, leave a comment, give me some stars, give me a rating, tell me how you like it over here. If you like this week's episode, let me know on Instagram by liking the post and let me know in the comments over there. Stay back next week when we talk about who's going to the AFC and the NFC championship and whatever in the world happens between now and then. I am so excited that y'all are here and as always, be safe, have fun, and don't be afraid to join the convo.